We hope you enjoy this podcast from Light Church Edithburg. To find out more about us, visit lightchurch.co. We've been looking at Hebrews, and uh, we're, we're going to kind of wrap it up today. And uh, we'll not even wrap it up, we could keep going uh, into it. It's an incredible book, and the first 10 chapters are also almost uh, an incredible communion passage talking about who Jesus is. Uh, what he's done, what he achieved on the cross. And then it kind of switches gear and talks about, okay, because of who Jesus is, this is now how we live by faith. And he gives us all these examples. And we've touched on a few, and we could keep going, and, but we haven't. Uh, and, but I encourage you to keep reading in that. And it gives us all these examples of faith. And none of them are perfect, and, but they're all an example. And the... The book of Hebrews starts like this in chapter 11. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in the old days earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand the entire universe was formed at God's command. And what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. It's the evidence, it's the substance. Faith is, is real deal. For some people, faith is the religion they belong to. Faith is the way we think or our worldview. But this tells us and it shows us of all these examples is faith just isn't your worldview or how you process the world. Faith just isn't what kind of church you go to. Faith is something you do. Faith is real deal. It's a substance. It's evidence. You can touch it. You can feel it. You can see it. And we've just been kind of getting into this and, and we've talked about how faith in the small leads to the faith in the big. We've talked about how we step into the unknown. Uh, Dean uh, spoke a couple of weeks ago about going out of the comfort zone, being aliens. Aliens, you bunch of aliens. About how, we're, how if we're living by faith, we won't fit in with everyone around us. Talked about how faith is an offering. I've had these examples of faith. None of them are perfect. So living by faith doesn't mean by living in perfection. And we've just been going, digging deeper and, we, uh, and we're going to just continue that today before we shift gears to the book of Luke next weekend. Let's just pray, God, God, this is your church, this is your word. And so anything I say in my own words, let it be forgotten, but only your words be remembered and we just give you our hearts, our minds, our lives and we just invite you to have your way in us today. In the name of Jesus, amen. I'm going to read from Hebrews 11 verse 20 today. And it says, It was by faith that Isaac promised blessings for the future to his sons, Jacob and Esau. It was by faith that Jacob, when he was old and dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and bowed in worship as he leaned on his staff. It was by faith that Joseph, when he was about to die, said confidently that the people of Israel would leave Egypt. He commanded them to take his bones with him when they left. I I was just reading this chapter a fair bit uh, leading up to starting this series and I was reading through and, and these few verses just wouldn't leave me. And they're, they're, they're interesting verses because you're reading all these incredible examples of faith. You know, Noah building the ark, Abraham leaving the land, uh, uh, Enoch taken up to heaven, a child born when it should be impossible and then uh, Isaac blessed his sons. Blessing's great, but what about the ark? The ark's a bit cooler. Uh, the, the child born where it shouldn't be born, that's, that's, that's a bit 
bigger deal. Uh, and, and Jacob blessed his sons, and Isaac blessed his sons, and, and Joseph prophesied over his family. And, and then it goes on to the Red Sea and the plagues in Jericho. And it's like it's, it's these incredible big stories that the Sunday school loves because you can use all your arts and crafts. And then he prayed and blessed his sons. <laughs> and then the Red Sea and the plagues in Jericho. And it almost seems a bit anticlimactic on the surface. It's like we've got these incredible big miracle stories that even people not in church know about. Everyone knows about Noah's Ark. Everyone knows about the Red Sea. You know, even everyone knows about Jericho. And then he blessed his sons. So like, hang on, what? And it just kind of stuck with me. And it was here for a reason. It's here's an example of faith. By faith, Isaac blessed his sons. By faith, Jacob blessed his sons. By faith, Joseph prophesied over his family, his nation. And if I had a, a, a topic today, it would be faithful prayer or praying in faith. Praying in faith. All these verses are slightly different, but they're, they're praying, they're blessing, they're speaking life, they're prophesying over their family and their nation. They're, they're praying in faith, faithful prayer. Isaac was an example of faith as he prayed a prayer of blessing over his sons. Jacob was an example of faith as he blessed his sons and his grandsons. Joseph was an example of faith as he prayed over and prophesied over his people group. You know, between the, the, the Bible and prayer, they're the main two ways we communicate with God. And, and prayer's incredible. And we could do a whole year talking about prayer because there's so many different elements. There's, there's listening to God. There's talking to God. There's worshipping and thanking and praising God. There's declaring. There's prophesying. There's asking. And, 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 and there's just sitting in God's presence. And there's no perfect way to pray. There's no perfect method of how to pray. There's no perfect words of how to pray. We just communicate with our God in heaven. That's so awesome in power. King of kings, Lord of lords, beginning and the end, Alpha and Omega. Uh, he, he's so great and powerful beyond our understanding, but he's also so close. He's so great and powerful, but he's comforter, he's peace, he's friend. It's incredible. And this is the God who came to earth to, to save us, restore us, to give us life. So in Hebrew it says we can come boldly and confidently into his presence to meet with him. That, a lot of that's done through prayer. And so prayer is incredible. And we're just going to, we're going to have a bit of prayer at the end. <laughs> it's a good way to finish talking about prayer is to pray. Uh, but I'm just going to just touch on a few, a few things God put in my heart about faithful prayer, praying in faith using kind of these examples of faith, praying in faith, praying in faith. Because sometimes I feel like we pray, but in this praying in faith. There's just a few observations about this is prayer leaves a legacy. Isaac, Jacob and Joseph, uh, they often did not live to see the results of their prayer. Joseph definitely didn't because they carried his bones out of Egypt. <laughs> Prayer leaves a legacy. It says in Hebrews that when Abel's example of faith leaves a legacy, faith leaves a legacy and prayer leaves a legacy. 
Sometimes we see the results of our prayers. Sometimes we see the miracles, the breakthrough, and that's amazing. I love seeing the results of my prayers. And sometimes we don't. Sometimes it works out differently. Sometimes it works out we don't even get to see it. When, when Jacob, when Isaac, when Joseph prayed and blessed, it was at the end of their lives. They were leaving a legacy for their generations, for their nation. We leave a legacy. Cody here spoke last week about how he got to lead his dad to Jesus, but his auntie had been praying for his dad for, for about 20 years. <laughs> Prayer leaves a legacy. You don't know how many people I've spoken to our Drosten that said, oh, we've been praying for a church for years and decades. Prayer leaves a legacy. I know so many people here would have been praying for things, for people, for situations, and sometimes you've seen results, sometimes you've seen fruit, sometimes you've seen change, sometimes you've seen miracles, but sometimes you might not see anything in the natural. And you might not, but prayer leaves a legacy. Prayer leaves a legacy in the unseen. There's something else I see in this passage. is just like our faith with Jesus, prayer goes beyond ourselves. You know, when we come to know Jesus, it transforms our world. We are made right with God. We have eternity in heaven. We are restored. We are forgiven. But who knows your faith isn't meant to just stay with you. It is that God actually has a plan to restore, to save, to, to, to bring his love and purpose to humanity. And he uses men and women of God, which are the church. And he uses us to, to shine light, to love, to spread out, to reach other people in our life, in our actions, in our speech, in our testimony. Our faith starts with us, but then it goes out. And prayer's a little bit the same. It, it, prayer is for us and God, but it's not meant to just to stay with us. It's meant to involve other people. We need prayer between us and God. It's one of the main ways we connect with God. We need to have this personal communion with God. We need to talk. We need to listen. We need to be honest. We need to praise and thank. That's a really important part of our faith. It's in these times we're encouraged, we're refreshed, we're transformed from the inside out. But it doesn't stop there. It's meant to go out into other people. Isaac prayed for his sons, a blessing. Jacob blessed his sons and his grandsons. Joseph over the whole nation, which was his family, really. Their, their prayer, their blessing, their faith didn't stop with them. It went out and impacted those around them. I don't know if you've ever heard the, the word intercessor or intercessory prayer. Intercessor prayer. And uh, I've grown up in church, so I've, I've heard all sorts of words. And... Uh, Christians sometimes love using weird words. Sometimes uh, they're words that have been in the Bible but uh, haven't been used much lately and sometimes it's just a little bit strange. This isn't a strange one. It's, it's not even, I think, uh, it's, it's, it's a word, intercessor. I used to think it was just a, a word for really intense prayer or for people that are really good at praying because they had intercessory teams at church. I'm like, oh, you have to pray really good to get on that team. And... Uh, I don't know how you qualify. I don't know if you have like a prayer audition or uh, intercessory prayer or, or just really good prayers. We used to have prayer meetings and, and I, I'd have trouble kind of focusing after 10 minutes. And some people go for ages. I don't know how they do it. But it's not that. 
intercessor prayer is just praying on behalf of someone else. It's just standing in the gap. Because we'll have people, we'll have situations, we'll have community group, we'll have people on our minds that for whatever reason, some of them are and some of them aren't in a position to pray for themselves. Some people are too worn out, some people are too tired, some people are too hurt, some people are just not in a place, some people are just not anywhere near God and so we stand in the gap and pray for, on their behalf. So Sarah's not in a place uh, to, to meet with God, so in her behalf I pray God's blessing, her peace, God's love over her, God's breakthrough over her and that's me being an intercessor in prayer. Prayer doesn't stay just with us. Today we, we prayed for the harvest. We prayed for our greater community. We stood in the gap. Now we prayed for, yeah, the farms in this church, but we, we prayed over our community. Now a lot of them aren't praying for themselves, so we're standing in the gap and praying God's favour, God's love, God's peace over. That's intercessor prayer. It doesn't stay with us, it goes out. You know, imagine if we had a church full of individuals who prayed for their families and communities and stood in the gap. Imagine if we had a church who, who prayed for each other. I love it when I know people praying for me. It's like someone's got my back. I've got another, just a spring in my step because I know people are praying for me. Now we've got a, a couple of incredible prayer groups in, in this church and a, and a church that prays and you know, I've heard some testimonies lately, some breakthrough in people's lives, and every one of them, there's been other people praying for them as well. I've heard about relationships being restored in families. I've heard about uh, partners growing in faith. I've heard about uh, healing for bodies. I've, I've heard about protection from land. That's some huge hail in Maitland this week, and it should have ruined all the crops, and I get a phone call, no damage at all. We'd hail four times at the school. <laughs> and that should have wiped it out. No damage. I've heard it for bodies, protection. Doors opened up. And each time, there's been people praying for them. That's praying on behalf of someone else. Faithful prayer leaves a legacy. It goes beyond ourselves. You know, faithful prayer is praying even when everything isn't going to plan. I won't uh, go on too long about this, but Isaac's family was complicated. It, it was. If you think your family's complicated, go have a read about Isaac and his boys. Whew, it's, it's a read. It's a read and a half. Now, first off, they each, Isaac and his wife, Rebecca, each had their favourite kid. It's not a great way to start, Right? And uh, Isaac loved Esau because he, he was the man's man. He was the outdoor man. And, uh, and Rebecca loved, loved Jacob because he helped with the chores. And a um, little mama's boy. And uh, I wouldn't have been that one. And, uh, and, uh, and so there was rivalry. But not only that, Jacob tricked and, and convinced Esau to sell him his birthright for a bit of stew. And not only that, when Isaac came to bless his sons, Jacob pretended to be Esau and received a blessing and deceived his father. But despite all of this, all of this dysfunction, all of this mess, Isaac prayed a blessing over each of his sons. 
Joseph knew his family, his nation was in Egypt, and they probably weren't meant to be in Egypt long term. But he prayed, he prophesied, when you leave, take my bones with you. Because you're here, you're going to be here for a while, but when you leave, take me with you. He spoke life. When we pray, when we pray on behalf of people, ourselves, our families, our community, we've got to do it when it isn't going to plan, when there's dysfunction. Which brings me to our next point. We need to pray, but we need to pray in faith. There's a difference between praying and praying in faith. Praying says, God, I don't know what I'm going to do about who should I pick on. Oh, die. Just die as a mess, Lord. Faithful prayer says, I speak God's love and peace. And Faithful prayer. Faithful prayer is declaring life. Faithful prayer is prophesying. Faithful prayer is speaking breakthrough and freedom and miracles. Faithful prayer is giving God authority. Faithful prayer isn't just talking about what's wrong. It's declaring scripture. It's declaring life. It's declaring God's word over situations. Isaac prayed a blessing in dysfunction. Joseph prophesied into the unknown. And you don't even, this is why I love praying Bible. Because there's some situations where I don't even know the answers. I don't even have the right words. And that's why we're given a Bible full of God's promises. Uh, About a month ago now, I went and visited a couple in a hospital and she got a cancer diagnosis that morning. And I remember I was walking in there and I'm like, I do not have a clue how to handle this one properly. (laughs) It was... It was heavy. It was sad. And I'm like, God, I always need you, but I'm, I'm in trouble. Like, I, I don't even know how to bring you a representative. Like, it's, it was just a, a sad time. It was fresh. And so we, I went in there and, and I'm like, let's just pray. And I was just dwelling on the verse that Jesus promises us a gift of peace. So I just kept praying that verse. I'm like, God, I don't even know exactly how to pray right now, but I know your words and your promises. You promise us love. You promise us peace. That's what I'm going to pray. And something shifted. I remember driving an angry boy home once from school because he couldn't go on the bus because he was a bit too angry. And uh, I'm minimizing this a lot. And and I'm like, oh, in the car, it was pretty tense. (laughs) And I'm like, all right, and, I, and the silence probably wasn't helping, and I'm like, okay, I'm like, mate, I'm going to pray for you. Sometimes you don't ask, you just do it. And, uh, and again, I'm just going to pray God's love. I started praying Ephesians, God's love, over everyone. I remember when we were getting ready to move up our drossing, we were trying to get a house, everything was falling through. And I remember I walked up here one day, and, uh, and I was just praying God's, you're a provider, you God. It's praying life, it's speaking life. I just felt to go to Ezekiel 37 today. And it said, The Lord took hold of me, and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. 
Then he asked me, Son of man, can these bones become living people again? O sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. He took him to a valley filled with bones and he asked him, can these bones become living again? And Ezekiel probably wants to say no, probably feels too awkward because God's God. He says, oh, you alone know the answer. That's the biggest cop-out I've ever heard. Uh, (laughs) I don't know, what do you think? (laughs) But I wonder, these situations in our lives, our families, our children, our partners, our family, our workplaces, our world, if God said, can these come alive again? What would we say? What would we say? Can that, can that health come back to life? Can that relationship be restored? Can that child come home? Can that door open? Oh, God, only you know. That's the difference between praying and praying in faith, isn't it? Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I'm going to put breath into you and make you alive again. I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I'll put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am Lord. Skipping down a bit longer. So I spoke the message as he commanded me and breath came into their bodies. They all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army. This is how we need to pray. We need to speak a prophetic message, come back to life. This is praying in faith. It's not just bringing all the issues to God. It's bringing and it's declaring God's authority and God's answers over our marriages, our families, our workplaces, our community. It's praying God's love, God's power, God's life, God's breakthrough. It's His promises we're declaring. That's praying in faith. In the natural, it might look like those things are dead. Those dreams, those relationships. But when we pray in faith, we, we prophesy and we say, come to life in the name of Jesus. Come to life. I wonder if we could just have the keys up, Tasha, that'd be great. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones represent the people of Israel. They are saying, this is what the people of Israel are saying, we have become old, dry bones All hope is gone. Our nation is finished. Therefore prophesy to them and say, This is what the Sovereign Lord says, O my people, I will open your graves of exile, I will cause you to rise again, but I will bring you back to the land of Israel. When this happens, O my people, you will know that I am your Lord. In a minute, I've just got a tiny bit more to to share of the authority we pray in and we're going to pray for our families and our communities but before we do that I'm sure none of us are feeling old (laughs) but maybe some of us are feeling dry maybe some of us are feeling dry it says here that this is what the nation of Israel are saying we've become old dry bones all hope is gone Our nation is finished. Did they still believe in God? Yeah. Did they have faith? No. Why didn't they have faith? Because they were dry. 
Holy Spirit living water. Jesus says, I am living water. We have faith when we're close to Jesus. If you are feeling dry, you're going to struggle to pray in faith. <laughs> when you're feeling dry, you're going to struggle to live by faith. When you're feeling dry, you're going to struggle to step out in faith. But when we're refreshed, when we're filled, when we're close with Jesus, when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we can speak, we can prophesy, we can step out in faith because we're full of God's Spirit. And in a minute, we're going to pray for our families and each other's families. We're going to pray for our communities. But before we do that, I just felt that, that maybe some of us are dry. You believe in God and Jesus. You know, you believe in that. But you can't see where the miracle will come. You can't see where the breakthrough will come. You can't see where the bones will come back to life. I just want to pray for refreshment, for living water. Come back to life. Dry. You know, I don't want you to feel any condemnation for feeling dry. This is why, that's why Jesus said, I, I've got living water because we get dry. He, didn't, he wouldn't have said, I'll give you living water if we wouldn't need it. So the dry kind of going through the emotions, faith is a struggle. It's, a, it's part of humanity. And it says we get closer to Jesus. And as we learn of his grace and walk with him more and more, we don't have to live there as much. But it can happen. It can happen in life. We can feel dry. And when we're dry, it's really hard to believe in faith, to pray in faith. So I just want to pray for you. If you're feeling dry. I just want to pray for living water, God's refreshing spirit just to come upon you. His grace, His love. There's no condemnation. It's perfect love. It's His grace. It's His presence. It's His, it's his heart for you. Holy Spirit, I just lift up every person in this place. If you're feeling dry, maybe you can just put out your hands in front of you and I'm just going to pray for you. Holy Spirit, I just lift up each of these people. Let's pray for your living water, your living refreshment, your Holy Spirit to fill them in the name of Jesus. God, we walk through this life and sometimes, it's easy, sometimes it's a struggle. There's highs, there's lows, there's valleys, there's mountaintops. There's full, we're in a world full of distraction and information. And I just pray for your refreshment, for your spirit, for your Holy Spirit to meet us and fill us afresh, God, right now. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit.